Welcome to Sustainability from Within with your host, Sibeli Salviato. If you've ever asked yourself questions about how to bring about real change in your world and the world of those around you, you're going to love what we have in store for you today and every week. You can empower yourself to be that change agent. Now, here is Sibeli Salviato. Hello, everyone. This is Sibeli Salviato. We are again on our third show, in our third episode for Sustainability from Within. Well, today is a very special day for me. Um, I want to share with you all that last Saturday, my younger brother, Victor, has passed away. <sighs> yeah, yes, I'm going to breathe and I, again, I'm going to be a little bit emotion. He was my younger brother. He was an activist. He was full of life. He was a very gifted musician. And he passed at the best way, I guess, because he passed in a stage playing his rock and roll to, in a band to a group of, in a bar, to a group of friends. All his friends were there. So it was kind of very fortunately, let's say like that, uh, you know, uh, considering, of course, the pain and all of that. And uh, I even consider not to do this show, uh, not to continue with that for this week. But as I said, my brother was an activist. He was a fighter, a fighter for a better world. And I think that he would like me to be here to talk about what I'm talking about today. And the episode today will be a discussion about duality and what is more dual than life and death, right? One moment he was here and the other he was not here anymore. So, and you know, we, we suffer and we have the pain because we believe that he, you know, he's not here anymore and yet... By being here, I came down to Brazil to be with my family and to be uh, with friends. And what I noticed beautifully is that he is more present than ever in our hearts, in the music that we listen to. He's present in my memories. He is really present in my love. This really brings to my experience the fact that the body, our life, it's just a part of it. It's not the whole of it. It's a piece. And death, the material death, the death of the body, is not at all the finish, the end of everything. I can feel it. I can feel my brother really alive in me now. And I dedicate this show today to him. So, um, just uh, bringing a little bit about what we talked about last show. We were talking about how evolution goes by, according to many philosophies, many religions, and to nature itself. And we discussed a little bit that evolution goes through a process of infancy towards maturity. And in infancy and in, the, in, in these early stages, the characteristics of it are self-centeredness, some kind of selfishness, the lack of ability to look outside and recognize the self and also recognize other people, recognize um, a brother 
reality, a reality that includes um, a larger uh, number of beings or other society, let's say like that. And the evolution goes into a, a, into a movement of expansion and inclusion, expansion of the view, the perspective, the perspective. So we and everything else starts to realize itself as a self and also the others and include in the sense that it's not as selfish anymore, it's not as connected with basic and primary needs. It goes a little bit more of the, the needs of the group, the collective, the family, and ultimately we become we become aware of the needs and um, the existence of the whole and fortunately, and I imagine that ultimately we can connect with the oneness and we, be, we become, we became, we become what we are, we become oneness again. So just remembering that because when we are talking about duality, we're going to tap into that, right? In this first block, we're going to be talking about how duality came, come to existence the second uh, block, block, we're going to explore a little bit um, further. And finally, in the last block, um, <clears throat> maybe we're going to explore some examples about that. So, so that's what the plan for today. So how duality come about? Um, I'm going to use an example, a learning that I, um, that I had with, do you remember that beautiful doctor that I talked about in the first and the second show? So I'm going to use his example, and um, it is nice because he's going to be here next show talking to us. He's, he's going to be interviewed, uh, our guest next show. So once I was seeing a presentation from him, and he was talking like that, and I'll share with you. Imagine that we are ocean. Imagine that all of us, in this state of consciousness of unity, where things really started, we are ocean. Some of us may manifest as a cold current. Others may manifest as a hot current. Others, one may manifest as a more clear water, and other may manifest as a deep water. Many different kinds of manifestations, but we are all ocean. We can maintain our individuality as a cell in the ocean, but we are ocean. We belong to this vast, beautiful, unified ocean. Then imagine that we are there with our awareness connected and filling this ocean, and suddenly a drop pops up. And suddenly this drop starts to believe that all it is is a drop it starts to forget that it was ocean, that it is an ocean. It, it never ceases to be an ocean. But imagine that this, there is this slight shift in the consciousness and this drop starts to believe that it is a drop. And then further down in this, in this movement, this drop finds a container. It finds a way to be rigid outside to have a form, to have a container. And then the, the awareness shifts a little bit deeper into this job, believing it is a container. So that's how duality come about. You know, we believing that we are this container. It's, we believing that we are this body, forgetting completely that we are all. 
that we are vast and immense ocean all together. So can you imagine when, when the shift of consciousness go to the drop? Now we're going to keep using this metaphor for a while. So if we are a drop, we are separated of everything. We are, we are not together. There is this profound feeling of loneliness. And bringing again the evolution process, this loneliness and, and this beginning of this awareness is, it has to be very selfish because if I'm completely alone, I need to protect myself. How can I be alive if I don't protect myself? If I'm not re- really, co- really connected with the primary needs that I have to be fed, to be uh, alive, to be taken care of. So you see, it's all more or less related. And then when we have this container and we believe that we are this container, this um, awareness drops down to this place. Do you remember the last time we were talking about the physical manifestation of the brain um, in, this, in this early stages? It's a brain that is really connected with instincts of survival, very connected with um, uh, protect the body, protect life, uh, uh, food, and shelter, and things, but, but very connected with um, the selfish way of that, with not, not, not worried about the connection with other at this moment, because this is how this um, brain, this more early stages brain connected with, is connected with survival, right? So when we come, when we're born more we can say like that, we start to, to, to be a body. We are connected with this body. We are this container. That's how our awareness uh, is locked in, our, in ourselves. We don't remember that we are ocean. However, ocean is every, ever there. How, however, the, whatever we are that I'm using this metaphor of ocean is ever present, right? However, we we come to this um, we come to this this realization that we are a body and we are very worried about our body and we are deeply separated. Duality is this place in which we believe that we are a body and we are very separated. We can call it also the born of the ego because that's when the ego starts to be born. The ego is completely identified with being itself. The ego is completely identified to being the container. And, and this ego, this container, when we come to life, it, there, there are needs. The basic need is, although it doesn't know it, the basic need is for love. So although we manifest in these early stages. We cry, we get frustrated when we are not fed, when we are not hold, when we are not comfortable in our bodies, when we are, we are feeling pain. The real need for this infant, for this baby, for us at that stage, the real need is for love, right? However, when our conscious, when our awareness is completely identified with being this container, with being this ego, love cannot be perfect because the love that this infants, the love that we all need is 
divine love, is the love from the ocean, is that the sense of connectedness that is ever there. It's, it goes more or less like that. You know, we forget that we are ocean, but the ocean is ever present. So sometimes we have some glimpses of that coming to our lives. So we start to, to, to notice, not exactly notice, but manifest this conflict of this higher consciousness, this, this ocean that we are, with the conscious, the, the limited and uh, small consciousness of the ego. There is a, there is a, a fight that starts going on, that a conflict that is born in, with this separation. There is always a conflict when we are in separation. Right? And the first conflict is that, is that the, the child, the, need, uh, the infant, needs love. A love that other, any other drop in a container cannot give, you know, because the parents are also um, ingrained like that in, in this uh, awareness that they are also separated. That's the human drama here in Earth sphere, right? So by, by having this need of love and you know, because of the imperfection of this level of awareness in duality, we never receive the love that we need. The child starts to crave for more love, you know, like, like that. The child doesn't receive the, the food immediately when the stomach uh, notices that it's hungry. Um, the perception of the child is that it's not loved enough. And in, in more advanced stages, when the, the child is not exactly a baby, it starts to crave for the love for the, from their parents. And because it is in, still in a very early stage of development, remember, self-centered, selfish, the child wants that love exclusively because the child believes in its innocence that this is how it needs to be loved, that, that, that how the only way that this child will be loved in their uh, small and limited consciousness is if it is exclusive to it, to it. So the child starts to crave for this very exclusive and selfish love for, 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 for them, for us, let's say like that, right? However, it doesn't come that way. So, this um, conflict starts to arise that I, I want, we want this love from our, our parents in a certain way, in a certain time, in a perfect way, in an exclusive, in a exclusive way. And when it do not come, when this love does not come to our way this way, we reject it. It's not, it's not in our minds, you know, because at this stage in our lives, we are very little. Our minds are really limited. We are starting to use our brains to perceive the world. We are starting to develop our sense of self. So at that moment, we think the things that I'm talking about right now, but we feel it. We experience in our bodies. We, we know that we want a different kind of love that is coming towards us. And because it's not coming towards us, what happens is that we believe that we don't deserve it for some reason. 
we start to feel rejected and we react with um, aggressiveness, with hostility, with frustration, we get resented. Even at these early stages, you can see some children around if you have the, um, the opportunity to see you know, one, two, three years old children, you're going to see that they get, they get very frustrated, that they, they throw uh, up tantrums sometimes because they want things the way that they want. For that stage of development, if things are not immediately satisfied to us at that moment, we get frustrated. And the frustration comes from, from this idea that, um, that we are actually ocean, however distorted by the limitations of the body. And, and then we cannot help but feel rejected. We cannot help to grow old feeling that this rejection might have something to do with something that we did wrong. Um, we, we start to, to hate those that we love the most. We start to feel and feel the, the hostility towards our parents, towards those that we love. And then other conflict comes, comes about because in the limited small mind and heart of the child, uh, it doesn't know that it's possible to love and hate, right? Remember, we are in separation. This child doesn't know that, but it's a drop locked in a container, very separated. It doesn't know that you know everything is possible. It doesn't. It doesn't know that we are oneness. So, uh, so this uh, this results in shame for the child. And now we're gonna break. I think that I need to breathe. So maybe breathe with me. I forgot to breathe in the beginning. I had this commitment, and I just forgot today. Um, and we are going to break. And in the next block, I'll continue to explain this circle, this visual circle that we drop in when we are separated, when we are connected with separate, separateness and in the state of duality. And we're going to explore this a little bit in the next block. Um, don't go away. We have a lot to discuss. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com As a Pathwork Helper and a professional integral coach, Sibeli will help deepen your knowledge about yourself and support you in your journey toward self-acceptance and self-love. She does this by exploring and applying the teachings of the Pathwork Guide, a profound philosophy based on self-responsibility and truthfulness, and framing it into the broad and inspiring integral theory from Ken Wilber. Visit SibeliSalviato.com to find out more. Your first consultation is free of charge. That's SibeliSalviato.com. As a Pathwork helper and a professional integral coach, Sibeli will help deepen your knowledge about yourself and support you in your journey toward self-acceptance and self-love. She does this by exploring and applying the teachings of the Pathwork Guide, a profound philosophy based on self-responsibility and truthfulness, and framing it into the broad and inspiring integral theory from Ken Wilber. 
Visit SibeliSalviato.com to find out more. Your first consultation is free of charge. That's C-I-B-E-L-E-S-A-L-V-I-A-T-T-O.com. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to Sustainability from Within with Sibeli Salviato. To reach the show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, Sibeli can be reached at sibelisalviato at me.com. Now, back to Sustainability from Within. Hello, my dear friends. We are back to Sustainability from Within. And Isabel um, Salviato, we were talking in the last block, um, how, what happens, what, the, we're talking about the beginning of a circle, a vicious circle that happens with us when we are fully in belief that we are the drop in the container. By that, I'm, I'm, I'm meaning that we are fully identified in being an ego, in being our ego personality, in being this body. Right, so I'm, I was talking about the fact that the child needs love, and and in because it is there in this very early stage of um, development, the, the love that the the child needs is never perfect, but the child doesn't know that, and the child's craving a perfect love, and selfish love, and self centered centered net uh, love, and when this does not happen, the child feels rejected, and the child feels very hostile, very resentful, very uh, frustrated. And this um, negative feelings goes towards the people that the child loves the most, that are their parents, right? And, and this uh, unconsciously and very, very um, deep down start to create, generate some shame, some guilty in, in the child, and in us, let's say like that, all of us pass through that. This is a psychology, a pathwork says that I'm talking about a pathwork lecture, but psychology talks about that too, so we can check it in there. This happens to all of us. It's about our drama to be a human being. So by being shame and feeling guilty, this child in us, this there, when we are there as a child, and then sometimes it gets locked, in our emotion and it doesn't have to evolve so back there in this inner child uh, we feel that we don't deserve love because we are bad people we hate our we hate people that we should love so we might there might there's something wrong with us something must be wrong with us we are undeserved love we don't deserve love anymore however it is unbearable for the child to carry that inside for everyone actually is terrible to really believe that we are not we are unlovable that we are not lovable creatures and that we don't deserve to be loved or that, or that we don't deserve to be happy so you remember that i talk, talked about an inner conflict because we are ocean because this higher con- Consciousness is ever present. We keep being informed by it. And this higher consciousness keeps telling us that we deserve to be loved, that we deserve to be happy, 
it is this is our nature we are love. so it is a conflict because the ego personality that drop in the container doesn't feel like that however it is unbearable so what what do we do when this happens we try to create ways to show off or to show to our parents to show to other people's eyes that we we deserve love that we need to be loved that we are special that we are better than others so that we can love you you can love me you know if you have brothers and i was talking about my own brother i have two brothers um we 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 fight when we are children with our brothers because we, we compete for the love of our parents but we fight against one parent uh, against the other because we want their parents to love only us. How dare my father loves my love my mother? He should love just me. How dare my mother don't doesn't? How dare my mother don't love me exclusively? Right. So for me, in 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 for us in our very in this very early stage of consciousness, for for us to obtain this love. In this very illusion of separation, we believe that we need to be better than we are. So we start to, um, to become something that we are not because, because we, need, we believe that if, if I am an ego and if I only exist and I am, can only be loved if I am in a certain way to the others of others, I, I need to be special. I need to be something different than I am. It's me against the other, right? So I'm here in this vicious circle fearing that I don't deserve love and creating strategies, pseudo-solutions, so to speak, to see if I can be loved, to maintain myself alive and, and being loved, right? So in this vicious circle, whenever I feel that I'm wrong, whenever I, I believe that I'm wrong, I drop to this place where I don't deserve to be loved. That's why I fight for being right. Because I need to be right to prove myself special enough and deserving of love. And you know, my friends, all of that is not here in our conscious. This is all locked in our unconscious. We are not aware of that in our lives. We don't know that we do that. How can we know about that? when we have exaggerated emotion reactions to things. All the emotion reactions, and I think that I mentioned that before, they are very good indicators that this circle, this visual circle is happening in our unconscious, is happening inside of us, right? And, you know, look at that, what happened. So we are there trying to prove that we are deserving of love, because deep down, we believe that we are not. <laughs> See, are you following me? We believe that we are not good enough because we, remember, we are resentful to our parents that did, didn't love us the way that we want they, them to love us. So that we believe that we are bad people. We are not deserve, deserving from, for love. We're not lovable enough. So then we, can, we have to create another persona. We have to create another level um, very high level, actually, instead of feel that we, are, we deserve love. 
we need to be perfect. We need to be right. We need to be, uh, we, there are lots of shoulds and, and haves to at this moment that, you know, they created in our lives because we need to we believe in our illusion that we need to be in a certain way so that my parents will love me the way that I, I need so that I don't need to face that belief that I feel that I am undeserving of love. So I go out in life being believing myself as a container, separated from the rest, trying to prove myself better than others so that I can be loved, dealing with other people that are at the exact same place, trying to prove themselves right because they also to be loved. Can you imagine what happens in the world when we are when we are relating like that? We are relating like that every single day with everybody. This happens all the time. So the fight continue because now I need to first I need to be uh, whatever I I have uh, said to myself that I need to be to be loved. So I have a high standard to follow so that I so that I believe in my unconscious that if I if I be that I'll be loved by people I'll be loved by parents and I have to be right I have to be perfect and every time something goes wrong in that image every time I fall short on my own standard or somebody else do not confirm to me that I am what I want to be I I get, again, resented, frustrated, aggressive, even if I don't manifest. Sometimes I can hide, hide my feelings, uh, but I feel it inside that something is wrong, right? I feel that sense of inadequacy. I feel that sense of um, not belonging, of course, because I am not a drop in a container. I am the ocean, right? So, um, so if I go about in life fighting like 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 that against others because I need to be loved and finding other drops in a container that also needs to be dropped, of course, more conflict and more separation will be generated. And we go on and on reinforcing, reinforcing our, our pseudo-solutions, reinforcing our standard because we say, oh, this time it didn't work. So this is because I'm not, not good enough. I need to be even better. I need to be even special. I need to be even more perfect so that I can solve this issue of mine of not feeling loved enough or um, of not feeling lovable enough right can you connect this um with the sustainability thing that i was talking about before can you make the links here with me so, so when we are adults having all this um you know, all this um, intelligence, as Ken Wilbur call it, or em em emotions is, as one of the intelligence, locked in this, in this place of childhood, in this place of infancy, um, we are not dealing with reality. Because every time we have an emotion, these exaggerated emotions, 
emotion reaction that we have, it, they come from this place that is there, locked. It's, it's the nature way to show us that that place in us needs to be evolved, need, needs to be, needs to get out of that place, comes to the surf, come to the surface and be dealt with because it needs to, to grow. It needs to follow that path of evolution that we were talking before, right? Can we we'll, we'll, we'll talk about, about it as um, kids in the in the basement, as if they were, um, you know, uh, pieces of our emotion emotions, pieces of ourselves locked in our unconscious, and the pathway guide we call we call it, um, you know, our inner child, our inner children, maybe more than one child we have uh, inside of us. So, so. Part of our process of being, being empowered and, and follow through a more sustainable path in life is for, uh, is for us to recognize these kids in the basement, for us to, to go there and see that they are there, right? Just, just as a clarification, uh, see if, you, you know, if we are on the same page, when we were talking about this process of evolution last time, we talked that this same process goes, um, you know, from cells to, to processes to human beings to humanity and also to those kinds of intelligences. I remember have, have shared with you that, for example, parts of us like, like our moral can be very evolved in a, in a way that we really feel and, and, and act out and manifest um, um, in, in our morals that we are all together. We are not trying to save our own family or our own group. We have this larger perception that we are all and all needs to, uh, to, all needs to have their needs met. Not only myself, not only my only family, not only my own own country, but all, right? And also we said that maybe we can have other places of us that are locked in the in in the less um, developed stages of development. So what I'm talking about, the circle is exactly how sometimes those parts of us get get locked in that infancy. And I will never stress enough that when I say that, I'm not judging. Uh, sometimes I am, I have to say, but at this moment, I'm not. I'm not judging because not even our emotions are responsible to being locked there in, in the sense that it, there is an innocence. There is, um, there is not a, a, a real guilt of uh, being there locked in infancy and being less developed, right? However, because we are ocean, because we have a higher um, consciousness, it's our responsibility, not anybody else, to observe that, to, to, <laughs> to, to notice that and really um, bring those parts and offer those parts an opportunity of development, an opportunity of, uh, um, you know, of growth, let's say like that. So when we notice that we are there, uh, what we have to do is observe, and as I know I told you before, to question it, to use our mind to un unfollow that, to un un um, 
unfold that so that we can look to that and uh, bring it to more um, evolution, right? I have to ask for some forgiveness of the, the sounds around. As I told you, I'm not in my, in my normal place. I'm uh, down here in Brazil and other people's house. So, well, this is a different show anyway. Um, we are going to, to the break um, soon. And what I want to, to talk about next, next break is, uh, I'll give an example. Uh, we were here, I was here with my family, you know, in this, of course, moment, uh, hanging on, uh, trying to make sense of, you know, uh, uh, death, let's say like that, of death of a loved one. And we were here arguing and, and talking about it. And I had this very interesting experiencing experience of me going on my own visual circle. And I want to share that with you. So maybe all these concepts can be a little bit more concrete to you. Okay? Um, so, so that's it. Uh, we're going to go to a break. And, and we're going to come back soon. Don't go away. Next time we're going to have a good example for us to, to discuss. Talk to you soon. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. As a Pathwork helper and a professional integral coach, Sibeli will help deepen your knowledge about yourself and support you in your journey toward self-acceptance and self-love. She does this by exploring and applying the teachings of the Pathwork Guide, a profound philosophy based on self-responsibility and truthfulness, and framing it into the broad and inspiring integral theory from Ken Wilber. Visit SibeliSalviato.com to find out more. Your first consultation is free of charge. That's SibeliSalviato.com. As a Pathwork helper and a professional integral coach, Sibeli will help deepen your knowledge about yourself and support you in your journey toward self-acceptance and self-love. She does this by exploring and applying the teachings of the Pathwork Guide, a profound philosophy based on self-responsibility and truthfulness, and framing it into the broad and inspiring integral theory from Ken Wilber. Visit SibeliSalviato.com to find out more. Your first consultation is free of charge. That's C-I-B-E-L-E-S-A-L-V-I-A-T-T-O dot com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com are listening to Sustainability from Within with Sibeli Salviato. To reach the show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, Sibeli can be reached at sibelisalviato at me.com. Now, back to Sustainability from Within. Hello, we're back to our show today. Um, we're talking about duality, <clears throat> the state of consciousness that we as ego personality live. 
the pathway guide would call it um, the house of the eagle. If you are interested in going a little bit deeper in this subject, you can download for free this lecture. It's a lecture 143. I'm talking about a little bit more than that, but you can have lots of interesting concepts in this lecture 143 that you can download for free from pathwork.org. So if you have um, any curiosity, go there and read and Feel free to send me any questions. I don't know if I can answer all of that, but I will do my best and I'm very happy to share my own um, examples, my own, you know, uh, understanding uh, with you. So last, last block, we were talking about how this visual circle is born when we, um, you know, when we disconnect from the knowing that we are ocean, when we forget that we we are ocean, that we are whole, and we start to be identified with being this drop inside a container. And we go in life being that. Uh, we were discussing how limiting this may be or this is because we have experiences of that every day, of how we, we need to defend a certain way of being of ourselves, how we need to um, meet uh, standards that we create to ourselves just because if we don't do that, we, in our illusion, believe that we will not be loved, that we are not, we're not deserving love, we are unlovable, right? And this all is born because as a child consciousness, when we are there being born in the container, we we believe that to be loved, it needs to be in a certain way, in a very selfish, self-centered, exclusive way. And if this does not happen, we start to believe that, well, something is wrong with us. Maybe we are not that lovable as we believe that we are, that, you know, that other higher self is telling us that we are. So for us to be loved, we need to create some pseudo-solutions. We don't know that they're pseudo-solutions. We believe that they will work, so we fight for them to work over and over and over again, right? How do we get out of this? So I want to tell you what was happening here yesterday, right? We were talking and we are, of course, giving support to each other, and at a point, we are we suddenly noticed that we were arguing. I noticed that I was arguing, right? One of my, my brothers, my brother actually, the one that, that stayed here in, in flesh, he told me, why are you raising your voice? I say, oh boy, I am raising my voice. I'm trying to convince you guys of something. I'm trying to make sure that you, you listen to me, that you agree with me, right? And then, you know, I, I was not actually very centered at that moment. I uh, was not connected with any higher state of uh, consciousness. Uh, on the contrary, I was locked in my emotion reactions of whatever was happening at that moment. But later on, I was thinking about that. I was breathing in it. I, were, I was feeling my frustration of not being listened to the way that I wanted at that moment. You know, from, the, from the people I was, from the people that I love the most in my life, my family, right? I noticed that coming down in, in my own visual circle, I, I noticed that uh, I created early, in, in the early stages of my life this belief that if I'm not right, if I'm not 
perfect, if I'm not, um, if they don't agree with me, if they don't um, uh, say, oh, yes, you are right, I agree with you, I understand what you're talking about, I feel invalidated, I feel completely completely undeserving of being loved. I feel completely not seen at all. You see, this is the nature of duality. Either I'm completely loved and they have for that, they need to agree 100% with me, they need to accept what I'm saying, or I'm completely unlovable again. You know, that is not something uh, that happens in my consciousness. I'm talking to you again. It's not something that I think about. It happens. I feel it. I feel it in my emotions. I feel it when I am raising my voice, trying to convince them of whatever. You know, so when I feel that, I say, "Well, why? Why I need so badly for them to understand me?" And then. And I realize that it's not my aunt that needs that. It's this child in me that needs them to be in a certain way so that I can feel loved, that I can feel lovable, more than loved. I can feel that I deserve love. Otherwise, I don't. Right? In this illusion. This all happens in this illusion. So if I'm there fighting with them, there is this indication that somewhere in myself, somewhere in my emotions, I have a kid in the basement. I have a place in me that craves love in a certain way. Otherwise, I, I won't be or feel loved, right? So that's how we linked all that with sustainability because we go in the world, we go there trying to convince other people of our truth even though they can be really, you know, true for us because, not because of any greater good but because that's how we feel that we are loved. There's nothing wrong with that. However, when we go about in the world with this unconscious level of our emotions locked in this, uh, you know, less developed stages of development, our, our um, results are not sustainable, right? What happened here in my house, in, in, in the house of my sister-in-law, uh, showed me very clear because if, if I get more aggressive and if I raise my voice and if I try to convince someone of my truth, what happens to them? They get locked in themselves. They get even more defensive. They get aggressive too, right? At, at some point. So separation increases. Separation go further and further. We are more and more identified in being that lonely drop in a container, right? And this cannot, this cannot result in anything that is sustainable just because this is not true. This is not reality. Reality is, all shit. It is that we are all one. So when I can, with my mind, see all of that, I can breathe and drop a little bit down. And I can feel in my heart some pain. Some pain of me believing in this early stage of development that I am not lovable. Of me believing that I need to be something else, that I need them to be something else for me to feel lovable. And this is painful. 
But when I do that, when I feel this pain, I have an opportunity to drop even more deeper and find, at least step into the ocean. Because then through this pain, through this, you know, um, feeling in my body that, oh, is that true that I am not lovable? That cannot be true. How, that, how can that be true? Because there is this ocean ever present informing me that I am love, that I am lovable, that I am whole. So this pain is really the door for me to feel myself connected. So you see, um, for this process, we need some intellectual knowledge. It's nice to know that this happens to us. It's nice in our mind, this consciousness, so that we can track down our emotions and find uh, origin and find something that's truer than my need to convince anybody of any truth. Whatever it is, it doesn't matter if I really convinced truth is really truer let's say like that the bottom line of it is that I'm doing that because I need to feel lovable so if I can go to that place and tap into ocean I can breathe and I can know that they are doing the same and I open my heart and I feel compassion I open my heart I don't need them to be a yota different than what they are They are lovable as they are. I'm lovable as I am. And from this place, I can find new solutions for my life. I can find new ways of being in my body, new ways of being with them, much loving ways, much connected ways. And we're not fighting and separated anymore, at least for a moment, right? So I want to thank you guys that were here with me, provoking me. Um, because this helped me to go a little bit deep in myself and notice how, you know, at that moment I was trapped in my own insecurity, my own child consciousness, um, not feeling lovable, demanding that the world is in a certain way so that I can feel good about myself, right? So, what are the examples that you have in your life about that, right? If you, if you go around and we see news, um, the newspaper, what are the reactions that you feel? What are, the, what are your demands from life? What do you think that life should be so that you can feel good about yourself, so that you can feel lovable? Because when you do that, you can really tap into a higher Consciousness, you can really open your heart and allow yourself to bring the part that is locked there in this early stage of development and provoke and at least um, help that it, to, it grows a little bit. And when it grows, you can, you can include other people in your heart and you can uh, give another step towards your oneness, towards our state of unity consciousness, right? That's the way that we leave duality behind and we start to uh, enter into a more unity state of consciousness, right? So um, this is more or less um, what I wanted to share with you today. And I'm really uh, 
be uh, happy if you can uh, bring some examples of yourself uh, to share. I will be uh, very honored to to go about it and uh, and discuss with you if you if you want. Uh, we have still some minutes before we close, and in these minutes, I really want to come back to to my brother, to my beloved brother. I have two beloved brothers. Um, one now lives in this um, other state of consciousness. I say like that. I really want to thank all his friends, all all of you that were present here in our ceremony, uh, singing, uh, playing guitar, showing your grief, showing your heart to us, comforting us. I really want to thank you because, you know, together with the pain of the loss, we were able to feel so much gratitude. And I think that I asked you last time to feel and connect with a moment of gratitude. I will never imagine myself connecting with a moment of gratitude in this situation of losing such a loving and loved person to me. So, yeah, I, I felt so much gratitude in my heart. And this helped so much for me to really face this death as just a step Victor is here with us, right? So I want to thank you about that. I want to really show my appreciation um, and remember you that we are all ocean, that we are all together in some level. And we are there singing and being happy because that's our birthright, right? I also want to... um, to take this opportunity to invite you to come to the next show. We're going to have this very special person to me. His name is Fernando Binardi. He's a doctor. He's, um, um, he, just a minute. Yeah. He's a, a, a coordinator of the Aging Research Center here in Brazil um, in, a, in a very, very high-level university. He's developing a transdisciplinary approach to health service. He was a partner of mine uh, in working with sustainability, bringing this large container of sustainability, and it will be delightful to talk to him and explore his views and his experience in bringing sustainability to to, to the world. I hope you can come. I hope you can enjoy. And um, and that's it. I want to, again, thank you for you listening this show up to this moment to follow me. I encourage you to send questions. I know that sometimes I'm not very clear. I get very, you know, enthusiastic in the Added with my concepts and, and you know what goes on in my mind and in my body. So please write to me. Um, you know, send, share your questions and keep tuned. Come back next show. It will be really special. Thank you very much and namaste. Thank you for tuning in to Sustainability from Within. Please join your host, Sibeli Salviato, next Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. 
Until the next program, have an amazing week filled with the life you want to lead.